This is the Apartment Building Investment Podcast with Michael Blanc, episode number 65. You ready to crush it? You're listening to the Apartment Building Investing Podcast, where we'll talk about all aspects of buying apartment buildings with a special focus on raising money from others. And now, your hosts, Michael Blanc. Hey, welcome to the show today. I got a little bit of an off-topic thing going on today, because today we're going to learn how to write a book in just seven hours. Now, this is kind of an odd topic, only because we don't really know exactly what it has to do with real estate investing. But we're going to explore that in my interview with Nick Rathel, who is basically helps people write their own books in just seven hours. It's fascinating, you know, and we're going to explore why in the world you would want to write a book and why that would be useful. And then we'll talk about the different ways you can go about doing it. And I just found this to be a fascinating thing. And every time I find something that might help you become a better real estate investor to help you do your first deal, to add credibility, to attract capital, anything like that, I want to bring it to your attention. And that's what I want to do here today. So without further ado, let's get right in the interview with Nick Rethel. Hey, Nick, welcome to the show today. Great to be here, Michael. Thank you awesome. so much for having me. Yeah, just start off by just giving us an introduction to yourself and what you do and your business. Absolutely. Well, my name is Nick Rathel, and I'm the creator of something called The Seven Hour Book. And The Seven Hour Book being my primary business focus right now. And it's a way of helping people, investors in particular in real estate, get their own professionally published book in just seven hours of their own time. So so that sounds pretty straightforward. Now, now a lot of you guys listening might go and go, what does publishing a book have to do with real estate investing? So Nick, any thoughts on that? Absolutely. I think that a book can do a number of things for you as a real estate investor. First, it helps to get yourself out there, really standing out and differentiating yourself amid all of the other real estate investors who are competing for deals who are competing to get noticed, and who are competing to show that they are the most credible and the best potential partners for a deal. So that credibility aspect can be a huge one. Another one that I'll put out there is that you can, with a book, become a little bit more than just another real estate investor in the sense of not just being credible, but also of transforming yourself and setting yourself up for other opportunities, such as speaking, potentially coaching people, almost like what you do, Michael, and just those other kind of opportunities that wouldn't normally be available to you. So those are two right there. Yeah, I know. I uh, I recall a story of uh, Paul Moore, who's a published author and apartment building investor. I've had him on the, on the podcast. And he, uh, you know, offline, I kind of talked to him about the whole book thing. And when he wrote his first book, he was just got his real estate license and he wrote this book on, I guess, listing property or something. It was on Smith Mountain Lake. And he wrote this book and he didn't really have a track record as an agent, but he researched this book, talked to people, wrote this book and came out with it. And all of a sudden, the book attracted all kinds of things to him. It attracted people to him, money, listings. He says it was incredible that the book just made things happen that, that wouldn't have otherwise happened. It's almost like having a podcast. You have some kind of platform and it attracts people, gives you credibility. So the idea of having a book in general as a real estate investor is interesting. I mean, you can talk about a variety of things about your own story, things you've learned, how you do certain things. Everybody's kind of got a message inside of them. So the idea of writing a book to gain credibility is a is a big is a big one. So when I came across your seven hour book idea, I was like, huh, that's interesting because 
it would make it easier for the quote normal person to come and publish a book. Yeah, I should say it really does because you don't have to be, and this is something I think trips up a lot of people, especially investors. You don't have to be this genius writer who is able to just sit down alone at a desk for hours on end, force yourself to get the text out. You just don't don't have to, either with my system or just in general. Books are really a lot easier than I think many of us realize. Yeah. Now you have something called a thud factor. What's that all about? Well, the thud factor is something that I've termed in relation to the book itself. The idea being that when you have a physical book and you put it down on a prospect or a potential fellow investor who you're going in on a deal with on their desk, it literally makes a thud sound. You know, it goes thud right there on their desk. And you can't get that with online content. It certainly doesn't happen with a Facebook post or anything in that medium. It just doesn't literally have that thud factor. It's something that cannot be replaced. And in terms of differentiating you and in terms of leaving an impression in that prospect or in that other person's mind, it truly is irreplaceable. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about writing the book. So... If someone's thinking about writing a book, and a lot of us, we think about it, right? We're like, well, I don't have the time. We don't really know what to talk about. But some of us think about it. And when people kind of set out trying to write a book, what are some of the mistakes that you see people making? I think that you hit it on the head, Mike, with the point about not really knowing what to write about. That right there is easily among one of the number one mistakes that I see people making all the time. They think that they don't really have a good idea or they think that they can't come up with something. And the truth is, both of those are completely wrong, completely erroneous, because we have experiences, we have knowledge inside of us that as investors, as entrepreneurs, as business owners, we take for granted. We don't understand that our insights, often strictly because they're coming from us and our unique perspective, makes them unlike anyone else's. I would also add to that, that even if for some reason you truly cannot think of anything unique that you personally know, chances are you can still put a unique spin on existing topics. So many books come out that aren't exactly on groundbreaking subjects, and yet the way in which they've been approached or the market that they've been applied to is different and is unique. And those factors in themselves make the resulting book unique. And not only unique, but effective in the way that the author wants them to. So a lot of the mistakes is clarity, essentially, is what you're saying? Clear about what you want to write your book about? It's clarity. It's also knowing at your core why you want to do the book. And when I say why, I don't just mean for the reasons we're talking about, that it's you have this book out there almost as a boomerang, if you will, kind of clearing the air in your market, drawing leads back to you, not just in that general sense, but knowing really why you specifically are doing this. So and you're saying that why? Yeah. I'm sorry. So you're talking about sort of a why and more than just I want to get a book out and I want to enrich the world, but are you saying that there's maybe specific results that you're looking for in the book and how do you do that? Like what kind of results could one want and how do you how does that shape the the form of the book that you're writing? Yeah, I'm absolutely talking about results here. 
I'm talking about them in the sense that someone needs to understand why beneath the fancy talk of, oh, I'm going to have my own book, beneath the pride of being an author, and there's plenty of that, they need to understand that one of the results of having a book is getting invited potentially to speak at conferences. So is that something you'd be interested in? They need to understand as well that oftentimes coaching, consulting, and other kinds of businesses can be developed when you have your own book. That's another thing they need to keep in mind. Do they want those sort of things? So there's all these other opportunities that can come from having a book. Do they simply want more attention? The phone ring potentially more? Emails coming in more? Is that something they're looking for? You got to have all of those consequences and results that can come from a book in mind and know which of those, if any, you even want. That's a good point. I mean, I, th I think I asked Paul about this a little bit, and, and he was really looking to build credibility, both as a real estate investor, apartment building investor, but also to attract capital. So he wanted credibility both with brokers and sellers that he's dealing with. Uh, you can send them to a website, and oh, by the way, I'm the author of this book, and also if there's an investors. So he wanted to build credibility with both of those audiences. So that's very interesting about real world results. Interesting. Tell us a little bit about the seven-hour book. So it's interesting. So the, your, your idea is, hey, give me seven hours and I'll give you a book. <laughs> what, is that, what is that all about? Well, it's exactly as you summarized just now. It's really that all you need is seven hours of your time. Come to us and we will, in those seven hours, not all at once, mind you. It certainly wouldn't be seven straight hours, but seven one-hour Skype or phone conversations where we get the book out of your head, we develop the concept, and we proceed to then craft the book for you to meet whatever goals and real-world results you're looking for. All right. So now what if someone isn't really that clear on what they want to write? Will this work for someone like that? Or should someone be in a certain stage of readiness for something like this? I think at the basic level, to be ready for something like this, you need to know that you want a book. You need to be committed to it beyond just the passing, this would be nice phase. And you need to also understand what it is that you're specifically looking to get from having a book so that you can proceed. From there, it also helps to have a general sense of what it is you want to do your book on. Not necessarily a specific point A to point B exact straight line kind of roadmap sense, but have a general sense of wanting to do a book for credibility because we can refine that. Have the sense of wanting to get more leads and maybe share some of your story in doing so. We can refine that. So have kind of that general sense of your idea and your concept. Uh, can you go through kind of an example, maybe a former client or something that kind of was maybe a little rough in the beginning? And kind of talk about what they wanted to get out of the book and maybe where they thought they would, you know, where, and, and kind of the process a little bit and on that transformation, that, that journey. Yeah, absolutely. I can give you one that uh, we've done actually within the last week. And in that particular case, this was a person who, if I remember correctly, they wanted to do a credibility book that positioned them in a particular market where they didn't have nearly as much experience right now as they'd like to. Mm -hmm. And what they were trying to do with the positioning was, in their case, without getting too specific, they wanted a specific type of 
client to understand that they were the most qualified choice. So what we did in their case was we took this very general idea they had of wanting to share some stories, share a little bit of their background in doing in achieving their goal. And what we were able to do was create a book structure around a set of seven principles that they taught. And in teaching those principles in the book, they not only educated their prospects, but for each of the principles, they demonstrated their experience with personal examples and with other indicators showing that they were the most credible in those respects. Right on. So let's say I want this. I, I want credibility as an apartment building investor or real estate investor or whatever the case may be. And I don't have a great idea for a book. What then? Well, I would recommend in that case, potentially going to your local bookstore or looking at the books that you've read and thinking about what are some of the common ideas that you've seen. Because in that case, what you might want to do is essentially hijack, if you will, an idea. Hijack something that's popular, something you've seen. There's no shortage of those sort of concepts out there. One of them you might take would be kind of the sick of it all angle. The sick of it all angle being you've seen all the things that are out there. You've seen what everyone else is doing. You've seen their, quote, tricks. You're sick of it all. And now you want to go and kind of share the truth with everyone. That's a very popular angle to take. Mm. Another angle to take might be you're the seasoned veteran, kind of the grizzled vet who's seen it all, been around the block a few times, and now you want to set the record straight so that people who are just coming up, who are just getting started, don't have to make the same mistakes you made. That's another very popular angle. And so you sort of hijack, you sort of jump on one of these existing angles that's already proven successful. And you build it out with your own experiences and use it as a template that you kind of plug yourself into. I would say starting from something like that. Gotcha. Which is kind of a basic thing because you need some kind of basic idea of where you want to go before you get, get started with this, I can imagine. All right. So that's pretty cool. Now, how is this, is all this stuff different from, say, a ghostwriting service? That's a very good question. And it's something I think our listeners definitely deserve to know and be clear on. Let me say, if you're listening to this, listen well. We are not, I repeat, we are not a ghostwriting service. Not a pure ghostwriting service, at the very least, and probably not a ghostwriting service in the sense that you're thinking about it. The difference with us that separates us from any ghostwriting services is the fact that we are focused on the results. Plain and simple. We are not in the business of making things sound pretty making things sound cute, writing flowery language that ultimately has no results and no impact on your bottom line, has no impact on getting you deals, clients, whatever you're looking for in the results department. We are instead approaching every single book that we do from the standpoint of what is the ROI and how is this going to benefit to the fullest the people we're doing this book for? In addition, let me add that while we're not focused on flowery language, while we're not focused on making pretty writing, any of that kind of stuff, we are also coming at this from a business owner's perspective and a marketing perspective in the same standpoint as copywriting, in the standpoint that if we're going to put something into your book, it's got to serve a purpose. It's got to serve some way of furthering your business. So whether that's a call to action, 
which is something most ghostwriters don't even think of, or whether it's, for example, leading people on a website and putting bonus content and content upgrades, having that sort of thing in place, all of those also set us apart from any ghostwriting service or anyone who just writes to write for its own sake. Yeah, so that's very interesting, Nick. Uh, you're focused on results. Now, how, what are some of the ways you can measure results? So if, if, we're, if we want to do a book with, with a certain outcome result, yeah, how do we know if we're successful? Like, what, what can we do? One of the big things I'd recommend, and this is kind of a cool one, is to have materials linked to the book that are off or that are online rather in other locations that you can measure the traffic from. So something that we're very fond of doing, for example, when we have coaching clients, clients who have a coaching program or have some kind of program where they tutor or mentor people, we will put a coupon in their book and it'll be designed almost like the sort of coupon you could cut out like paper. And we will have a web URL on it or we will have a phone number on it. And we're able to directly measure from that. If someone cuts out the coupon, visits the URL, or cuts out the coupon and calls the phone number, we're able to measure and track that back to the book. So we'll be able to see if that coupon, where it was in the book, maybe the text around it, or whatever the call to action was, had that result. And then maybe if we work with them again on a second edition or another title, we'll be able to take what we've learned this first time and apply it again, except making it stronger so that maybe the call to action is better or maybe the way the coupon is designed is better. So we're constantly measuring and iterating on that to improve and to get even better results for each client. Yeah, that makes sense. You can measure the results when you someone goes to your URL or calls a certain phone number. There's, what you're saying is there are certain calls to actions that are in the content itself. Now, what about, so So there's a lot of, uh, obviously, the content going on. What about uh, everything around launching or marketing the book? Is that something that you guys do as well? Is that something that you advise the client or what, what? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, it is something that we're very happy to handle. We not only can handle it for a client, but we can also advise them on it. I would say in terms of a launch, one of the biggest things that so many people overlook, which is sad, is getting that social proof. So getting featured in various media, that's a big one. Getting reviews. Reviews are the lifeblood, really, of a book. Because if you think about it, when a book is on Amazon or even on the author's own website, the fact that you have people positively speaking about the book, saying they've read it, giving it those five stars, that makes all the difference in the minds of buyers and in the minds of people who'd even download it if you're not necessarily selling your book. The fact that other people have sampled it or read it and said positive things about it is going to make people who are considering your book much more likely to download it and at least give it a read or at least give it a thought. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So you cover all aspects of the book, all the way from, from inception to writing to launching. Is that right? It is. And frankly, I mean, you really have to look at it as the entire sequence. Mm. Because otherwise, as with, for example, the ghostwriters we just talked about, otherwise you leave things out and you don't include what needs to be included at the proper stage. So the entire sequence gets screwed up. I mean, this really is a very fluid thing where each part of the process has to smoothly go into the next. Otherwise, the entire system falls apart. Right. So you have something called the book boost. What? Tell us a little bit about that. 
Sure. The book boost, what it is, is it's a set that we have, which allows people who are thinking of doing a book to kind of get off the fence about it. I think we actually just were talking about it a little bit and alluding to it, Michael. We all have ideas and thoughts on doing a book, but many of us really don't have clear sense of how to get started. Maybe we're clearer than, for example, others in doing the book. Maybe we have some general sense, but we just sort of need a little bit of a helping hand, kind of a kick in the pants, if you will, nicely to sort of get started and get going with this. And that's really what we've designed this uh, book boost around to give people that helping hand and make it easy for them to just kind of poke their uh, poke their feet in the water, you know, get uh, a little bit of certainty on what they're doing. And maybe if that's all they need, end up doing the book themselves. I mean, we're certainly not opposed. In fact, we like it when people see the light, if you will, understand how easy this is, potentially with some guidance from us, or maybe even not, maybe even just listening to a show like this. And they see that and they get started and they end up having an amazing book that they did all by themselves. And so if we can help that in any way, that's kind of what we're hoping to do with this book boost. Cool. So so what is the book boost then? What does that look like? Does it cost money? Is it what's what's the time? What do you do in, in the book boost? Sure. The book boost is basically a package for under about 200 US. You're able to get help with your book from us. We're able to put together a very basic but thorough plan to help you get going on it. And from there, you're able to understand exactly what you need to do with it in order to get going. Mm. So it really is kind of your, I guess, your one-stop shop, if you will, in terms of getting off the fence and really getting going with it. All right. So it sounds to me like it's kind of like the first step of someone thinks to have a book inside of them to kind of schedule this and you will try to draw that message out and come back with a plan uh, that will help help someone create their own book. And whether they do it themselves or they work with you, that would be kind of the outcome after that first consult, if you will. Yeah, it is. And it's. I would also add that it's really designed in some ways to <laughs> to almost work against us, you know, us seven-hour book people in the sense that if someone really is successful with this, they almost won't need us. I mean, they, they will actually, if they've got the will and the way, they'll almost be able to do it themselves. I mean, that's kind of what we intend for it. We love working with people, don't get me wrong. But ultimately, if someone has a book inside of them and they truly have the time and just need to be shown a little bit how to do it, we would love to see them then do the book themselves because it's probably going to be that much more interesting to them and that much more fun having this book that they've actually done themselves if they're able to and if they have the time. Yeah, so I suspect there's a few listener, listening to this too, who might feel they have a book inside of them. And for those people, how can they find out more about this book boost, Nick? I believe you have a URL for that, Mike, don't you? Right. It's, it was right. So michaelblank.com forward slash Nick. And that will then send send you to a form where they can sign up for this consultation. Is that right? Yeah, that's absolutely correct. Awesome. Well, that's awesome, Nick. Uh, this is an interesting service you're providing and you have a very low barrier of entry to kind of allow someone to explore the book, maybe become clearer about that. And for those who you know, feel so inclined, they can work on it themselves and others might take advantage of your seven-hour service as well, which is really interesting. Just taking seven hours and you take care of the rest. That's really cool. So uh, I appreciate you taking the time to share this with us, Nick. It's been fantastic being here, Michael. 
And like I said, thank you so much for having me. I would also add, just keep up the good work you're doing in and around this show. Because, I mean, I can tell you that from an investor standpoint, this really is pretty unrivaled in terms of what I've seen, educating the market in terms of going into depth in the ways you have on your topics. So really keep up the good work on that. Nick, I appreciate the kind words. (laughs) Thanks again. All right. Take care. So if you're listening to this and you feel like you have a book inside you, and a lot of us do, there's just a message just bubbling under the surface. And sometimes we don't really pay attention to it. But I think spending an hour or so with Nick, and I've gone through his little book booster, really helps clarify your message and gives you clarity around a potential plan that you can follow to actually get that book out. There are a lot of benefits of publishing your own book, and Nick can help you kind of jumpstart that. So if that's you, if I'm describing you, then I would go ahead to themichaelblanc.com forward slash Nick and fill out the form here. It's themichaelblanc, T-H-E, michaelblancbla.com forward slash Nick, and it'll bring you to his website where you can fill out a form to schedule that book boost consultation. So hope you enjoyed that. If you haven't already, while you're on themichaelblanc.com, download my free ebook, The Secret to Raising Money to Buy Your First Apartment Building Deal. You can get it at themichaelblanc.com forward slash ebook. You can also get it via text message by texting the word secret book. Secret book is all one word to 44222. So 44222. You can get it that way as well. Appreciate you taking the time and hope you find that useful. And I will catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Apartment Building Investing Podcast with Michael Block. For more free podcasts, articles, and videos, go to themichaelblanc.com. There, you can also download the free ebook, The Secret to Raising Money to Buy Your First Apartment Building. Till next time.